0: To the Remarkable Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Deidre Shen, founder and CEO of Cap Show, software that helps entrepreneurs turn their stories into content that converts. Now, we believe that every entrepreneur who has had to overcome their own internal struggles is remarkable, and it is this exact remarkability that needs to be shared so that they can positively impact the world. So stick around to the end of the show. We will reveal how you can be our next guest in 20 or 25 minutes. So let's go hi everyone and welcome back to the remarkable entrepreneur podcast i am so excited to be talking to emily today emily berg welcome from the from our public relations so i haven't had a pr person on here this is gonna be a super cool chat because i know that i'm gonna be able to learn so much from you (laughs) so first of all emily welcome
1: Thank you so much for having me and um hello to everybody. I can't wait to dive deep and chat today.
0: Yeah, for sure. Okay, well let's start this off easy. So why don't you tell us a little bit about RPR public relations? I keep I was gonna say RPR <laughs> firm, which I think RPR, is okay. It goes yeah. it rolls
1: off the tongue a lot easier, RPR. <laughs> so we can just stick with that for the the remainder of our time. Oh So RPR was born out of a, honestly, out of accident and convenience at the same time. Um, I was working for an agency in Austin and living in San Antonio, Texas. And at the time I was a single mom. And so I was driving back and forth and daycare and kindergarten were happening at the same time. And I just said, you know what, I think I'm just going to jump in and do some things on my own because... Um, as we know, as entrepreneurs, owning your own schedule is one of our biggest job perks. And um, so I became an accidental entrepreneur and our PR grew very quickly after that when people got word of me and, um, and the slowly growing small team at the time. I just had one other girl working with me that also wanted uh, the mom lifestyle of her own hours um and we we took it from there the two of us really grew this thing and
0: wow uh, yeah we're fun. still very
1: family friendly
0: yeah amazing okay so I can't wait to yeah let's really delve into how you got started because you meant you I mean you already started to seed uh seed the genesis of it but why don't you take us back to that that those moments like you you mentioned you were in Texas and you were driving back and forth um you know with your your son uh is that a right?
1: son and daughter yeah son, son and, and daughter okay so you had to yeah. okay
0: yeah single mom of a son and daughter um challenge back and forth so yeah take us back to that moment and you know what almost where did the seed for this idea come from and, and how did it come about why don't you just talk us through that talk us through oh, that. I
1: that I love the word seed because it just <laughs> makes me think of of the beginning of so many wonderful things blossoming. Mm. Um, so the the seed Of how that happened. Um, So I loved PR. I I really loved networking and writing. A lot of things uh, about publicists that people don't know. Um, Well, there's a lot, but one of the main things is we are great content writers and writers. And um, a lot of us have come from journalism, myself included. Mm. and uh, I just I love the job so I wanted to keep that essence but I really wanted to create my own schedule and um, simultaneously I wanted to choose who I worked with Mm. Um, a lot of agency work you're assigned people and they might not be a good fit for your personality or maybe their brand doesn't like ring true in your heart and so for me I thought well this is a great opportunity to jump in and to 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 network and meet people and see where we could benefit from each other. Uh, and very quickly, there was this one conversation I had with a guy that is still a friend of mine that was opening up a bar. He was a former bartender and we met and he just, he and I just had really good synergy and laughter and like really just good vibes. And he was like, Hey, um, I'm going to tell you something, but I haven't told very many people. I'm going to open up my own bar. This is when he was bartending. And I was like, really? And he was like, don't tell anybody. Because he knew I was at the time like writing and, you know, doing some PR work. Mm-hmm. And so uh, from there, it's like almost like the day I decided to do my own thing. We met up for at the, at coffee at this little coffee shop right near my house where I was working from at the time. And, uh, and I, I was like, hey, let me write your bio. Let me help you with your opening. And it just like one thing led to another. And then working with him, he is also an extrovert and just was like, Hey, you got to work with Emily. Cause I was like, Hey, you keep me in business and I'll be able to work for you for a long time. So we had this kind of synergistic agreement, like unspoken agreement. And that's exactly what he did. And to this day, he still refers myself and RPR, even though I'm, I'm not based in Texas anymore.
0: Wow, that's awesome because I do remember you saying that we both had our start in hospitality. So that that's kind of, you know, you, you started in hospitality in that sense or were you actually, was there another beginning for you in the hospitality world?
1: Yes, I love that you started in hospitality. I When I read about you too, I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> but, yeah, like hospitality people, we just get each other. So yeah. way back, fast forward to my first job, I was a pizza slice girl and, uh, you know, serve pizza slices. And, um, then from there grew into a server and a hostess and even did like dishwashing. And then I wanted to be in the kitchen and sous chef and, you know, everything you can think of in a restaurant. I did a real fun fact is I worked with Lana Del Rey in one of my restaurant gigs. Um, yeah, she grew up in my small town. Uh and we were we had like the same summer job at the same restaurant and yeah, it's like a fun little tidbit. Nothing <laughs> to do with PR, just a little. Um yeah, and so I just always loved the feeling of food and connection and and the people behind the hospitality businesses I've worked for. Uh, they tend to be very hardworking and dedicated mm-hmm. and not in it for the money type of folks. Um, at least the ones that I work I've worked with. Uh, and so I just really thought, hey, you know what? As I grew professionally, I just always went back and <laughs> always gravitated to working with hospitality businesses. And even to this day, if you look at RPR as a brand, a lot of times people are like, oh, you only work with food. And I'm like, well, not now we don't, but um, yeah, it's definitely start. Yeah.
0: yeah. Because I was actually going to ask that, you know, you, it seems like you have such an affinity for hospitality, even the way that you speak about it. Like what made you decide to go down the PR route instead of, you know, exploring something in hospitality?
1: I I, ha- I used to have dreams of owning a coffee shop and, and then like the reality of like, but I'm not like a super morning person, like getting up at three in the morning. Um, I did work in a coffee shop in grad school and I realized quickly that the glamor of the three in the morning and like dealing with making sure if you're making your own pastries or somebody's delivering them like that, that early in the morning, I was like, I just feel like I wouldn't, I I don't think (laughs) I'd do it. (laughs) Fair (laughs) enough. Yeah. But so this was my way to still like be a part of the creativity of a hospitality Mm -hmm. brand and business, but, and help them grow, but not be the one like dealing with the food ordering or the
0: the operational yeah. part of it. Yeah,
1: the operations. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So let's okay. So yep So that that was a bit of a um a detour that we talked just then. But um <laughs> let's go back to so you started, you decided to sort of go out on your own and you started, you had this one client who um was starting a bar. So that was good. But how did that like was there were there any moments? I'm sure that there must have been where you were sitting there going like, what? What do I think I'm doing? Like, <laughs> who's going to hire me? Where am I even going to get my clients from? Like, were there any doubts and insecurities that were really like plaguing you almost all the time when as you were getting started?
1: Oh my goodness! I, as you're asking me that question, I'm going back into the moments where I was driving around aimlessly in my car, like, how do I get clients? I mean, that's yeah. such a huge, that's like one of the number one question people ask yes. entrepreneurs, like how do we get clients? Yes. Um, and, and, you know, PR isn't something like a service that everybody knows about. And particularly in San Antonio, where I was working and living, uh, this was, oh gosh, like 12 years ago. And so I don't, there wasn't, there wasn't another PR firm. There were Austin firms that were working in San Antonio. So I had to kind of have conversations about what PR was Mm -hmm. to business owners. And then, and I, and I still have those conversations, but it was even more in depth. It was like, okay, so why would I need this? Um, And then, and then, uh, and then networking, you know, so it, describing my service and then figuring out a way to network that was comfortable for me. And everybody has their own network comfortability. For me, I'm an in-person person. Like I love zoom. Cause I feel like you and I could almost like we're in person. Yes. Um, but I'm like, sit down, let's have coffee. Like I'd love to be sitting with you in New York and having a, a cup of coffee right now. Like yeah.
0: just
1: the cool. vibe of in-person is just so rich to me. And so um, knowing that that was how I networked, I remember any of those driving around aimlessly moments, I would stop at coffee shops, speaking mm-hmm. of you know, what I love. And I'd mm-hmm. order a coffee and then just eavesdrop because you know it's such a good experience to eavesdrop in a coffee shop. And then sure enough, one thing would lead to another and I'd overhear something or I'd be in line with somebody and I just networked. And I met people from very famous um, NBA players to uh, um, startups entrepreneurs that were you know building hot dog businesses and churches I mean they were just I mean and these are all I am not joking and I'm not exaggerating in coffee shop lines um (laughs) that could be my podcast is like what what coffee shop conversations we've had
0: (laughs) wow that's amazing okay so yeah so you know and talk us back talk us through like that feeling of you know you're driving around aimlessly in your car. I'm assuming because you just felt like you had, you were doing something. <laughs> so let's get in the car and find clients and I, you know <laughs> to this. Since I'm putting those in air quotations. <laughs> exactly. Let's find you. Yeah. <laughs> and you know like because I'm always really interested in how successful entrepreneurs actually break through because it's so easy. You know I time and time again, I know that the one number one thing or the number one reason really why so many businesses fail is because of our internal mindset. Like that's really what it comes down to. Um, for those of us who can't get past those setbacks and those fears and, you know, the insecurities and stuff, like we do, you know, we decide to opt out. Um, I say we in the general way, obviously I'm still um, very much in the entrepreneurship game. Uh, so, I wanted to, I kind of wanted to have that chat with you about, you know, you were feeling some certain things, and I definitely want you to go into that, all those insecurities and doubts. And then how did you work past them to actually grow a thriving business?
1: Yeah, to speak to the first part of your question about insecurities and doubts, um, my first and foremost insecurity was am I qualified enough? Like major imposter syndrome, you know, going from the security blanket of having a boss and a, you know, structure around me, a blanket, like the, the agency blanket. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to feel like I was juggling, uh, answering questions about my profession and how qualified I would be simultaneously defining what that is. Cause a lot of business owners at the time didn't know like I had mentioned before what PR was and on top of that being like, Oh wait, it's three o'clock. I have to go get my son from daycare. You know, like I can't schedule a meeting with you. And just that, that insecurity as well. Like, would I be hired um, and qualified in the mind of my client or our clients? um, If they knew I was a mom that had to stop my day at three And so what that led to was a lot of blurred boundaries. So taking calls while I'm, you know, making cookies with my daughter or, um, working like crazy hours and not feeling like I could ever have time for myself because I had to compensate for that overall insecurity of thinking I was bringing something lacking to the table. Um, because, you know, the experience the lifestyle of a single mom, the stereotypes that go along with that and kind of reading the minds of, of clients beforehand, knowing that they probably knew I was a single mom. Um, and then, yeah. And then just, you know, the guilt of working all the time when I had these two precious beings that I also wanted to be with. And, you know, even looking back on that chapter of life, that beginning early stage, it was muddy with insecurity. I mean, if that was what it was, essentially it was just like, Oh my gosh, how can I do this? Like throwing in the towel was like an almost every day thing. Like, okay, I'm just going to get a real job. I'm just going to, yes. um, you know, work and a nine to five that I can figure out, you know, my passion along the way. Hmm. And for whatever reason, I I always say the accidental entrepreneur, like it, as soon as I would say that, or have that thought, and again, on a daily basis, some, my phone would ring or a friend would say, Hey, meet me. I have somebody I want to introduce you to meet me for lunch or um, something out of the blue would happen where I almost felt like I was carried, Mm -hmm. uh, not to sound way too woo woo, but I do feel like there was something greater than myself that was allowing things to happen even with those doubts and insecurities. And to this day I, I couldn't tell you what that was other than just sequences of events, me constantly putting myself out there. And even if I felt like throwing in the towel, I never obviously did because here I am today.
0: Yeah. Um, but
1: it surely happened. Um yeah. and then there was different variants of
0: that, you know, through the
1: past 12 years.
0: Yeah. Okay. And so talk us through how like how did you, you know, was it just a thought that you you did you know, believe that there was something greater than you that was helping you. Was that what got you through those moments of like, what am I doing? Like, you know, those moments of no new clients, you know, <laughs> potential maybe cash flow business, uh, cash flow problems, which a lot of new businesses do go through. Like, what, car- like, what, what, how did you break out of all of those sometimes can be very quite de- debilitating mindset struggles?
1: Oh, geez. Therapy. <laughs> um, I remember like having a great therapist at the time. Um, and also friendships. Um, I, I looked back on amazing people that are people that I, to this day, really admire. One of which is a, a really well-known food writer in Texas. And she was my neighbor And we would, you know, she would, you know, coach me on, she had been a writer for many years, uh, on her own. And she would kind of say, okay, here's what you do. Okay. This look, you've got a typo on your website, fix that. You know, like you've got, I mean, from that kind of advice to you can do this. Like, what is your, what's your other option? and um for some of us you know the glamour of entrepreneurship is really that we don't have another option and i'm i raise my hand to this day i can't imagine somebody saying oh no 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 i scheduled a meeting for, from 3 to 5 like you can't pick your kids up or you can't um you know go to their practice or watch their soccer game i mean to me making my own schedule was the essential ingredient that made me an entrepreneur yeah. So um you know that reminder of like okay if not this what? <laughs> if not this what like constantly running yes. through. Yeah. Yeah,
0: totally. I mean I totally get what you mean because I've been in corporate for a long time so even when I started my first few businesses I was still actually working in corporate because we just had into hospitality by the way like you know, it sounds sexy, but like not only is when you say people aren't in it for the money, like, yeah, you can't be in it for the money because the amount of debt that you're in day one because of the amount of fit out, yeah, all of that. Like we were we were riddled with debt, with um, you know, all of these obligations stuff that we had to fulfill. And so I still had to work full-time. And now I don't like that thankfully, you know, we've gone past that hump, and hence why we've been able to move over, you know, to the other side of the world now. Um, but I think about it now and I'm like, okay, if in those days, as you are saying, like when I am myself plagued with all those insecurities and stuff and I think about, okay, well, the other option is I could very well go back to corporate um, because, you know, I was doing the thing, climbing the corporate ladder, all of that. But I was like, oh, my gosh, just the thought of it, like this, the thought of it, knowing especially what it's like, I'm like, I just don't think I could do that. I just, I can't. I actually can't do that. I don't think I could physically make myself put a resume together. (laughs) go and get a job so I know exactly what you mean by like you just a you get uh you know you get used to a certain lifestyle but with that means that you have no other choice because this is this is it this is the choice that you want to you know you want to make this choice day in day out which means that this is the thing that has to work right so yeah I love I love what you said um okay so let's now have a chat about like Was there a moment when you realized, you know, because we talked a lot about fears and doubts and, you know, but we also talked about getting through them and for you, you felt like you were, you know, fortunately carried in some way through a lot of that, but was there a particular moment in your journey where you realized that everything was going to be okay? That, you know, you, maybe it was like you had a steady flow of new clients signing up or you had, you were having a lot of conversations, like I don't know. I'm just putting things out there, but was there a moment when you were like, wow, this is actually working. (laughs) (laughs) I made the right decision.
1: (laughs) Uh, I would say now, 12 years later, (laughs) I'm like, Oh, I live in a new state. This is after moving to another new state from where I established my business. um, Four or five years ago, I moved to Nashville from Texas and And that was a big leap of faith that was like going back in time after I had really like had things grooving in Texas. And we had collectively um, the people that were working at RPR just had this amazing groove and the doors were opening and clients were coming in. We had this cute little boutique looking um, office that you'll still see in some of our photography and everything was good except for one thing was missing for me. And that was being close to my family. And uh, being a New Yorker from New York, um, the travel for my mom who came often to Texas was getting harder. She had like broken her knee, I think her last visit. And I was like, okay. So um, I wanted, yeah, I wanted to be closer to my family, but at the time I wanted to still have that moment where I get to pick Pick, I picked a city, like, you know, ooh, where do I want to go and went there. Sounds like for you, it was New York, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Your, your chosen city. And I thought that's just like a life milestone that if I don't do it now, or my kids were still young enough to do, um, do that that by the time they're in high school or they then grow older, they're going to be like, no mom, we don't want to move. We already have friends. We have this, we have that. And so it was just a really small window where I jumped, um, but had to restart RPR again in a new city. And there were so many growing pains to that because I had clients that were very used to in person with me in Texas and then to completely go remote 5 years ago before a pandemic that people didn't quite understand oh we can have this great conversation on zoom or we can still get the work done even if we have a phone check in or you know fill in the blank with remote life was not um as prevalent as it is now yes so that was another growing pain and um yeah and then i I've, once we overcame that i was like okay if we can do this we can do anything and I really believe that I was like, okay, this is here to stay knock on wood. I mean, of course, like as any entrepreneur entrepreneur knows, you know, you know, you never know, but, um, I, I, feel like at this point, after the amount of time and just that the phone still keeps ringing, even from word of mouth, uh, places that I haven't lived in for five plus years, we still get calls from people in Texas. I think we're we're doing okay. So I I I never fully th- think that it's all buttoned up and here we go. Yeah. Uh, I don't know any entrepreneur that does. Maybe there are some like
0: uh, Jeff Bezos. Maybe thinks that I don't. Um. I don't know. He's exploring space and all these other things. Yeah. Right there, right? He's still not done, right? He's still not done yeah
1: he's like how many houses can me and elon build on mars um, <laughs> exactly. yeah that's his, his big thing right now right I I'm, I'm just saying like how many of us really can say i think part of what drives entrepreneurs is that unknown you know the risk taking the you get kind of the adrenaline junkies that become entrepreneurs too um, that are like okay this i'm gonna try this and i mean you too do deirdre you're like a serial entrepreneur so like I call yeah. it like ADHD.
0: It's like they're hand in hand, right? Like, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, you have so many. I'm like, Oh my gosh, how does she sleep? She's got so many things going on. It's amazing. And your books and your podcast and your, yeah. your Facebook group is so alive. I love it. I'm like, this is, you've got good, lots of that adrenaline junkie energy. I say that lovingly. I I don't think of that as a negative term. (laughs) Oh, no. And I I definitely
0: receive it lovingly. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Okay. So now I did want to delve a little bit into um, your marketing because, you know, definitely one of the reasons why I started this particular podcast is because I just knew in the power of storytelling to create human connection, which is why I love delving into people's stories and their journey. Uh, Do you, you shared remarkable things with us um, in, in the stories that you are telling. Do you currently share this with your audience? And if you do, how is it through social media? Is it through other means? Talk us through your process.
1: Thank you for asking that. So honestly, my 2022 goal is to put myself out there more. Um, so you will probably see just starting this year, which is obviously not very long. Um, <laughs> I've been trying to be more of like, Using the experience as education, mm. person. Um, I've been a lot of Wizard of Oz behind the curtain for pretty much my entire career. A lot of that was fear-based because I thought if I put myself out there, clients are going to think I'm not putting the spotlight on them, particularly in PR. Yeah. I I don't know if anybody could name Beyonce's publicist <laughs> or you know anybody who you yeah. see. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. the <laughs> the famous people that we see or celebrities, like they all have somebody behind them that's helping and coaching them. But I mean, do you ever see those people um, having, you know, in the spotlight themselves? And I I also really believe in educating people that PR people are good. Some of us are good hearted, well-intentioned. We're not scheming or weaving these stories that aren't true or, you know, up to no good. There's a lot of like the dark side. I People said when I got into PR from mm-hmm. journalism and I'm trying to make it more of the bright side for people because um, honestly, especially at this stage in the game, having a publicist that can think of media, um, take your marketing and think of it on how it's received from the general public or from uh, a top tier media outlet mm. is essential. I mean, how else, And especially with given that we're in a pandemic, like how else are you communicating? I've had so many calls from people that were like, Hey, I'd never even updated my website and I might, nobody's, I have no clients. I have no sales. I have. And so that's been a lot of calls aside from crisis communication plans that we've been like doing in our sleep at this point. Yes. Um, but yeah, so my goal is education. Um, I really want to share what that, you know, the, the essence of, of PR, that I'm a human, I'm a mom, I'm somebody who, uh, you know, does my best to make a good Im- imprint on the world. Yeah. Uh, and there's no dark side here <laughs> unless it's Love like that. 7 p.m. And my kids are like one, you know, needing to go to bed.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Love that. That is so cool. Um, okay. And so I love that. That So is, is that if from a social media perspective, I'm assuming, because my next question was going to be, what is kind of ahead, ahead for you in 2022? What, what is going to be your focus around marketing? Um, is it about, you know, I love that you're now going to bring yourself to the fore. You're going to like unveil, you know, unveil the curtain, uh, pull back <laughs> the curtains. You know, there's no more Wizard of Ozzy, Ozzy you are who you are. I love that. So You know, is that going to be your main focus this year and in what channels or is there other things that you're really looking to focus on for 2022?
1: I think a mixture. I mean, I'm trying to guide myself as I would a client and see my, you know, take my experiences. And um, I do some business trade with um, marketing people that can help me from the way they view marketing and communications. Um, And so we kind of help each other. And so I've gotten help from, you know, just having a big blank canvas on, you know, how to represent myself, the carpenter that has unfinished cabinets syndrome, you know, Uh, and a lot of my marketing um, friends have that as well. And so, um, yeah, I feel like I'm helping pave the way to be vulnerable and have these kinds of really raw, real conversations. Thank you for bringing that out. and, um, yeah, I think social media is a great platform. I love, I love your podcasts and there's some great podcasts that I think you can have more of a longer form conversation and hear yourself speak, watch and see how you speak your setup, your lighting. I mean, I love your tips, um, <laughs> before, yeah, before you have a guest, it's great yeah. because I mean, how many clients are like feverishly asking us, you know, how do I, how do I do this? You know, to put my best foot forward um so yeah I think a a nice variety is always a good way to start for yourself um and getting good advice from people that you know are successful and in their domain so I'll definitely still be following and listening to you guys (laughs) (laughs) oh thank you all of your advice I mean it's great you obviously know what you're doing
0: you're so sweet oh my gosh okay you have been so super helpful for everyone listening to this like Immensely, your your journey, your story, everything has been so inspiring. Uh, and if anyone is interested in seeing what you have to offer uh, with RPR, where is the best place for them to go?
1: So they can go to rprfirm.com. So rprfirm.com, um, and there's a contact sheet. There's a blog that we we all write and dedicate to giving educational tools on what PR is. So even if you're like, what is this? Like, I want to know more of like the questions that you might be embarrassed to ask somebody. We've, we've outlined that all on our website and p- please reach out. You know, I'm happy to answer questions or um, be a resource for anybody shoot me an email, rprfirm.com, and we'll, we'll take it from there. And we do have a launch program that we launched that is specifically for small, super small businesses. So um, some PR firms from what I've heard, don't work with a certain budget or size. And so this is, um, you have to qualify for it, but, um, it's designed for somebody who's never done PR before that's writing a book or launching a new product and, you know, still working that corporate job while they're trying to do the, you know, getting the outreach going. So it's specifically designed for the solopreneur, um, startup. And uh if you're if you're somebody that qualifies for that, reach out to me and I can send you more details.
0: Amazing. Okay, well we will definitely be putting those all in the show notes. Thank Yay. you, Emily. You have been amazing, an amazing guest. Um, And for everyone else listening to this, if you loved this episode, please leave us a review, leave us a rating, share this with your friends, subscribe to this podcast. Uh, Definitely check out uh, rprfm.com because I know I'm definitely going to be going going there, googling that myself. Um, (laughs) And and we will see you all in the next episode. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to The Remarkable Entrepreneur Podcast. Now, if you are a successful online entrepreneur who would like to be on this program, then please visit go.theremarkableentrepreneurpodcast.com slash podcast guest. If you got something out of this interview, would you please share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials and tag me. I'm at Deidre Shen. And if you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media as well and let them know about the show. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. Now, we are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure that you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, reviews go a long, long way to help promote the show. And it means a lot to me and my team. And if you want to know more, go to our website, Deidre Follow me on LinkedIn, on Facebook. My Facebook group is actually called The Remarkable Entrepreneur. Uh, Follow me on Instagram at Deidre Shen. Thanks so much for listening and we will see you next time.